Hello, and welcome to the Once Again Podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. In this episode, we will be celebrating the spooky season by discussing the 2022 television special, Werewolf by Night. In this series, we won't be doing a deep analysis or giving a bunch of behind-the-scenes facts, but rather giving our impressions of the overall film and giving a score to the film. As the special was released just this year, we feel the need to give you, the audience, a spoiler warning. We will be recapping the events of this film and discussing what possible implications it will have for the MCU. So if you don't want anything spoiled for you, turn off this episode and come back once you've watched the film for yourself. Now, with all that out of the way, go find some weapons, prepare for a hunt, and enjoy this episode. Perfection. Thank you. I was very happy about all my, you know, uh, Halloween-themed intros this year. Werewolf by Night is an American television special directed and scored by Michael Giacchino and written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron for the streaming service Disney+, Plus, based on the Marvel comics featuring the character of the same name. It is the first Marvel Studios special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU for short, sharing continuity with the films and television series of the franchise. The special was produced by Marvel Studios and follows a secret group of monster hunters as they compete for a powerful relic while going up against a dangerous monster. It premiered on October 7th, 2022 on Disney+. Plus. Produced by Leanne Stonebreaker, with executive producers Kevin Feige, Stephen Brossard, Louis de Esposito, Victoria Alonso, and Brad Winterbaum. Edited by Jeffrey Ford. Distributed by Disney Platform Distribution. Runtime is 53 minutes. Starring Gail Garcia Bernal as Jack Russell, Werewolf by Night. Laura Donnelly as Elsa Bloodstone. Harriet Sansom Harris as Verusa Bloodstone, Kirk R. Thatcher as Jovan, Eugenie Bondorant as Azrael. Azrael, yeah. okay. Leonardo Nam as Leorn, Daniel J. Watts as Barrasso, Al Haymacher appears as Billy Swan, the Bloodstone servant, Carrie Jones as Ted Manthing with special editor Jeffrey Ford providing additional vocalizations, David Silverman as the Flaming Tuba Player, Rick Wasserman as the narrator, and Richard Dixon as the voice of Ulysses Bloodstone, who is puppeteered by Eric Beck. You know, it's funny, when I was putting that together, I had a list of like the, char- like the actors and everything, and the only person that wasn't originally on the list was David Silverman, a.k.a. the Flaming Tuba Player. And I was like, <laughs> he's the only one. I'm going to put him on there. To, like, literally everyone else was on, was on it. And I, was like, I was like, let me, let me, you know, he doesn't have any lines or anything, but let me put him in there. It's not fair that he's the only one I'm leaving out. So diving right into it, I want to say we start off with a different type of Marvel Studios opening crawl that alludes to the monster horror films of the 20th century. And it's different, so I'll give it points for that. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. And the plot uh, summary that I got off uh, the wiki is very short, so... Un- un- you know, unsurprising. The Hocus yeah. Pocus one from earlier today was also very short. Since yeah. It's new, so people haven't had time to really... Flesh it all flesh out. Flesh it all everything. out. But following the death of Ulysses Bloodstone, five experienced monster hunters, including Jack Russell, are summoned by Ulysses' widow, Verusa, to the Bloodstone Manor. 
where they are instructed to participate in a competitive hunt to, de to determine their new leader, who will yield the powerful bloodstone. Ulysses's estranged daughter, Elsa, also arrives to compete for the bloodstone, despite Verusa's warning against her doing so. So I have two notes here to start off. So Ulysses's corpse was puppeteered with a recording of him. <laughs> I wrote down that it's creepy, but very cheesy. Though I suppose that's the effect. Oh, they that were they definitely were going, going for. for very like campy, cheesy yeah. horror movie. Yeah, thirties, forties, fifties horror movie feel. Yeah, and I also wrote down that I'm not familiar with the Bloodstone family or Werewolf by Night because they really didn't appear in the Marvel comics that I read while growing up. However, I believe that Ulysses Bloodstone was a caveman who discovered the Bloodstone and gained eternal life from it. So even though he's dead here, he might not actually be dead. It that would be interesting. Yeah, if they want to do that going forward. Like, it could have just been a fake corpse that he put there. for Because... It did seem like a weird animatronic what, corpse that they, yeah. like, put there. I didn't like it. Well, Elsa Bloodstone, the character... I did a little research on her. She didn't show up until 2001. And that was around the time that I was transitioning from reading Marvel to reading DC. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know that much about Elsa Bloodstone or Werewolf by Night. I know... His character dates back to the 50s of uh, timely comics before they were Marvel, but I really don't know much about them. In fact, I thought that Blood, um, Bloodstone, I thought that Werewolf by Night was J. Jonah Jameson's son, because J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man comics has a son that's an astronaut, goes to the moon, finds a relic there, comes back, and becomes a werewolf. Mm -hmm. But he's just a different werewolf. He's not Werewolf by mm -hmm. Night. That's a that's a different character. So, eh, whatever the hunt begins in a large maze on the grounds of the manor with a captured monster that has been implemented with the bloodstone as the hunter's quarry. Following an encounter with Elsa, Russell finds the monster, whose name is Ted, a friend that Russell was searching for and intended to rescue, while Elsa fights and kills one of the other hunters. And I wrote down that I knew nothing about this special before watching it, and I did not expect Man-Thing to show up, but I'm happy that he did. I love him so much. Yeah. Would die for Ted. Man-Thing is a great character in Marvel Comics. He's a ripoff of DC's Swamp Thing. And to further more, like, so people understand, if you don't know Stan Lee's sense of humor, the first appearance of Man-Thing was in a Marvel comic called Giant Size Man-Thing. Because it was an, <laughs> it was an oversized comic. But yes, they purposely made it Giant Size Man-Thing. To make a penis joke. Yes, that's that's Stanley's humor. <laughs> Moving Brilliant. forward. Brilliant. Yeah. Russell leaves Ted to carry out his escape plan and reunites with Elsa while she is hiding in a mausoleum. The two agree to work together to free Ted and obtain the bloodstone. Ted kills another one of the hunters, and Russell destroys the outer wall of the maze so that they can escape. Ted flees into the forest after Elsa removes the bloodstone from him. However, the Bloodstone reacts violently to Russell's touch, indicating that he is also a monster, as Verusa and the others and the other hunters arrive. I want to say this here, too, that it's very obvious that Russell is not kind of normal. Yeah. Read everybody else doing the hunting at this point. That was... Like, even early, early on, like, you're like, he's acting a bit weird. Yeah. That was something, evidently, um, Werewolf by Night in his comics does hunt, like... He fights Dracula a lot, mm -hmm. and he kills a lot of vampires, and that's 
so evidently his hundred confirmed kills is really like he killed a hundred vampires but that's like the only type of monster that he hunts yeah because he views other monsters as good monsters or something like that he so, he takes care of the bad monsters exactly so verusa captures russell and elsa places them in a cage and uses the bloodstone to trigger russell's transformation into his werewolf form the werewolf breaks the cage and slaughters verusa's guards but Verusa subdues, subdues him using the bloodstone. And I wrote down the tra- that the transformation of Russell into his werewolf form is probably the scariest, quote-unquote, moment of the special. And the way that they shot the flashing lights and his body morphing over a cowering Elsa was just fantastic. And I also enjoyed the man-wolf appearance of uh, Werewolf by Night yeah. rather than a werewolf appearance. And it definitely gives more of a classic monster movie feel. Sticking with the campy theme. Yeah. But also just because so often in our media today, like you see werewolves that are in movies and stuff that are made to look more like wolves or are just wolves in general, like Twilight, True Blood, they they turn into wolves. And even when they're, even like this, like when they're a man wolf, typically they're a little bit more like lean, I would say not as hairy mm. looking, not as man looking. This was very like, nope, that looks like a man you shove some hair on. Mm. <laughs> like That's what it looked like. Yeah. Not like another being in and of itself. I think a lot of werewolves that are still look more like, like look less like wolves still end up being, looking more like monsters rather than this, literally the costuming is a man wearing some fur. (laughs) Evidently that was one of the things about, uh, this was supposed to be much longer than it was. Oh, interesting. But the actor that played Werewolf by Night hated being in the costume. (laughs) So they are just like, ah, whatever, we'll just make it shorter, and like, you know, that's fine, you know, like, it's just like, why not just get a different actor? Like, if you're gonna hire this actor to be this character, and then he's like, 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 imagine, like, Robert Pattinson in the last Batman movie being like, but I don't want to dress up like Batman, and they're like, okay, well, we'll just make a Batman movie where you're not Batman. (laughs) Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't think that would work very well. Or just put somebody else in the freaking suit. Like, agreed. Elsa also escapes, killing the two remaining hunters, and stops Verusa from killing the werewolf. The werewolf attacks Elsa, but spares her upon recognizing her, and leaves the manor. A furious Verusa tries to kill Elsa, but is incinerated by Ted, who then leaves to find Russell, while Elsa takes possession of the manor and the bloodstone. Somewhere over the rainbow from the Wizard of Oz plays as the movie shifts from black and white to color. I want to say here, Ted looks so good in color. Oh, yeah. It made me so mad that we didn't get him in color the entire time. Yeah. And the next day, Russell awakens in the forest in his human form with Ted watching over him and is pleased to learn that Elsa is safe. So that's all I really have for the summary. I, I threw in some trivia here uh, just because right. it was so short. This is the directorial debut of Academy Award winning composer Michael Giacchino. Giacchino had previously written the scores for Doctor Strange the John Watts-directed Spider-Man trilogy, and was a co-composer on Thor Love and Thunder. This is Marvel Studios' first Halloween special. Among many creative reasons behind the use of the black-and-white filter in this film, the main purpose was to obscure the blood (laughs) and gore in order to avoid a TVMA rating. And finally, at around uh, the 16 and 31-minute marks, the cigarette burn effect appears in the top right corner of the screen. This used to appear in older films indicating the change between the reels of the film projectors back in the day. 
Interesting. Yeah, when like the movie projectors, they had a when the was in the top right corner, a little flash. Um, it yeah. told the real per the I forget what they're called, but the person that works on the projection that they had to change the real soon. So I just, it was kind of neat that they put it in there. Mm-hmm. Anything else you you want to say, or should we go into our overall? No, scores? we can go into our overall scores. Okay. Uh, would you like to go first? I or? will go first okay. this time. You go so first. I really had no. Nothing. Didn't know what to expect. This. Jason said he wanted to watch this, and like I'd seen my my dad was watching it the other day before I'd watched it too. So like I kind of knew what I was going into, but also I'm not a fan of the black and white thing. It's like, especially when you get to the end and it's all color. I'm like everything looks beautiful. Why did we? Why did I just watch this movie in black? Like this little special in black and white. And I get what they were going for, but that really annoyed me. And then I don't. I don't know what this adds or what this does for the Marvel Universe. Like, I guess it it's starting to bring in, like, actual monsters for when we get Blade and stuff. Like, I suppose that's what it's doing. But if that's... If it's supposed to be doing something more than that, I don't know. Five out of ten. Okay. I wrote down that I'm mixed about this one. I want to be clear. There's a lot of positives when it comes to the special. However, overall, I found it lackluster. I didn't expect much from it, and it didn't really give me much either. The special effects were good. The costumes look cool, and the, uh, it was shot in an interesting way, but the story was just boring for the most part. I also found it hard to believe that this is supposed to be the same universe where Age of Ultron and Endgame take place in, given all the dark humor of this film. I also failed to really care about any of the characters in the special other than Man-Thing, and that is because of what I brought to the uh, character with my knowledge of comic books, not what the special gave to me. However, I do have to say that while I think this movie is mostly a dud, I do appreciate Marvel trying something different from their usual formulaic films. Uh, they have a lot to iron out, but perhaps later horror films like Blade will be better because they figure out what works and what doesn't. And perhaps 10 years from now saying that you watched the latest Marvel movie won't necessarily mean a superhero movie. All in all, I'm going to give Werewolf by Night a 6 out of 10. I'd say that it was mid-level and it only deserved a 5, but it got a bonus point for trying something different. That's just how I feel. Like, I watched it because I was, I was partially interested in it, and we didn't have this planned. <laughs> no, but, not at all. And I, I said to Ashley, hey, I checked out Werewolf by Night, and it kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> do you want to watch it and talk about it? And she said, yeah, sure. So, but, yeah, I, I just want to, like, that's, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think it was very good, but I do appreciate that they tried something different. Like, yeah, the, I could appreciate that as well. Yeah, but I'm also enjoying she. I am enjoying She Hulk, and that's something that's very different. It's a rom com like TV show. Like, uh, WandaVision was something different. It was a TV show about TV shows. Like, I appreciate that they're trying different things rather than just keeping what has worked for them because that'll get very boring for people. All that being said, I mean, I think it's good for them that they didn't try to put this in like theaters or anything. Oh yeah. It would have flopped terribly and everyone would have said how bad. <laughs> you can watch it in the comfort of your own home, that it's only 55 minutes. Like, you know, eh, whatever, it was fine. What do we think about what it... I mean, it's not really doing anything. I know it's in canon, but... Yeah. Is it really doing anything? <sighs> well, like, uh, the implications is having monsters in the Marvel Universe going forward. We're going to get Blade at some point. I, I didn't see... Um, do we think we're going to see any of these characters, really? Maybe Man-Thing. That think, would be nice. They did a lot of good work with that. Yeah. I think Man-Thing will show up. I think Elsa Bloodstone will show up. Maybe Werewolf by Night will show up in the Blade movie. Like, he'll team up with Blade to fight Dracula or something. Maybe. 
but I think Man-Thing will show up in things, and he looked fantastic in this, which for their first outing with Man-Thing, I was like, he looks great. Like, I'm, I'm, Oh yeah, it looked great. Yeah. Again, uh, when they went to the color, I was like, yeah. wow, that's amazing. I'm impressed. From, from what I know about Elsa Bloodstone, she teams up with <laughs> Doctor Strange a lot, so maybe she'll show up in a Doctor Strange movie or something at some point. Who knows? But, I mean, we still got a lot of weird things coming along, too. There's going to be a Loki season, too, right? Like, yeah. there's a lot of weird things coming down the pipeline. That's true. They could do an entire, like, Loki season two timeline in a, or an episode in a Marvel monster universe or something. They'll do What If season two. Maybe it'll have the <laughs> monsters there all along or something. Well, I was thinking I could see Elsa running into Loki. Like, mm. that seems like a plausible occurrence. Yeah. For one reason or another. And from what I understand about her character in the comics, she takes the bloodstone and inserts it into her throat. So, like, it can't be removed from her. Like, she just permanently Mm -hmm. has it. But, yeah, the bloodstone, it gives you all these different sorts of powers and is interesting. But evidently, Ulysses' bloodstone himself is immortal. So, maybe he'll pop back up at some point. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, with all that said, this has been the Once Again Podcast. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com. Follow us on our social on our social media accounts, once again pod, all one word, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you'd like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash once again pod. As always, a like, follow, or share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day. And remember, we will entertain you. We will always entertain you. And happy Halloween, I guess. Since this happy is... Halloween. <laughs> Alright. Stiltskin always says that magic comes with a price. But for this price, you can get a nice piece of jewelry. Use code ONCEPOD for 10% off your first order at Unusual Magic Jewelry on Etsy. Click the link in the description.